Welcome to the Lighthouse Financial Advisors Money Over 50 podcast with Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Lighthouse Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Money Over 50. Today's topic is five reasons that couples argue over money. Thanks, Dallas, Michael. This is your, uh, my, my, your baby. Uh, my baby for today. I, I laugh because this is uh, a second attempt at Michael's introduction. The first time he said five reasons a couples fight over money, and then we had to clarify that because every time we say, every time we have a couple that is in our office and they are fighting over money, one of them will say, "We're not fighting. We're discussing this." So. <laughs> Maybe we should have said five reasons couples discuss in a very fiery way their money. It's funny, I just had a flashback of this, watching this, uh, I, c- I can't remember the name of the, the show, but it was an English show yeah. about a family and the, the little girl, she's a cheeky little thing, she's about eight or nine years of age, yeah. and um, she was having this discussion with her father, and uh, he said, we're not having an argument, and she says, I say we are. You say, you we, say are. we are. That's an <laughs> argument. <laughs> I had to laugh. <laughs> so, uh, as you said, this is this is kind of my my topic for today. Um, and I've actually had written this down a while ago and uh, said five reasons that couples argue over money. I feel as though maybe I've plagiarised this from somewhere because these reasons are really well worded and, and mm. sort of well thought out, which doesn't sound like how I would have written this down. So. If, if someone out there has actually written this article somewhere where I've read this, then I apologise for plagiarising, but I just thought these are, these are pretty well what we see day to day. We'll find out, yeah. because <laughs> I'm going to play the part of the interviewer, <laughs> and I'm going to say words to the effect, Dallas, what do you mean by that? Uh, so the, <laughs> so the, the first one, the first reason that we, and, and this should, I, I feel like I should uh, put a warning at the start of this, that uh, these these are just the things that we see in our in our office day to day of mm. of things that couples argue about. It's like we're not marriage counsellors, we're not psychologists. We don't we don't know why this happens, and we don't really know how to fix it. But I think the first the first step with a lot of these things is to diagnose what's what's happening, why a lot of people we see um, are arguing over their money between them. Yeah, it's a good point, and and it's it it's. Just raise another issue. Like when people often say to me, couples that often say to me, uh, "Geez, it was good to talk to you and get all this out in the open." Yeah. And, and uh, I haven't even tried to get anything out in yeah. the open. Like <laughs> yeah, you said, I'm not. A, a, yeah, yeah. You're a, a counselor, or yeah. a, uh, but but I think the process of actually sitting down, yes, and yeah. and um, talking through yeah. your decisions with a third party, yeah, is um, yeah, very valuable. Is very very for, for a lot of very helpful. I mean, if you actually dedicated the time even without the yeah that's right myself there yeah yourself there yeah you would if probably you actually sat down undistracted and as and, a couple and, yeah. and discussed yeah. some of the issues yeah. formally yes um you would probably get the same result yeah it, it, well, would, it would be it would be i mean this this is probably what, what you've you've seen as well in your in your own marriage that i have uh, you know we have I'm not immune to this in our own marriage of different things that we argue about as it relates to money. If I look at this list, most of them 
you know, I'm, I'm not immune to that. And a lot of the time, that having a formal discussion or having a, a time to actually talk about this and discuss it, you know, my wife and I can can resolve all these different issues. It's just making a time to sit down and, and communicate and talk through these things that you, you come up with with a resolution. But these are sort of all things that are just happening in the background of your day to day. And it's a bit like mm-hmm. we see in a, in a lot of our, uh, with a lot of, not just couples, but, but people in general is that we sort of get on the treadmill of day-to-day life and we're not really intentional about the way that we think about our money and the way that we spend our money and what we do with our money. And so it's really about, uh, it's a very valuable thing to, to, take a, to, to take the time to actually sit down and, and work through uh, and really think about what it is you're trying to achieve. So we might use yourself and Nicola as an example here because <laughs> she'll, she'll hate this. <laughs> because um, Susie and I, we, we never argue over money. Yeah, um, she yeah. just outsources that to me to completely. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was complete yeah. trust. It would just be yeah, laziness. Laziness on her behalf. <laughs> She'd be the first um, one. We, look, we argue about other things like yeah. uh, the, the, the cleanliness of the house and. How much yep. how much stuff gets brought into the house? Because yep. I'm, I'm a minimalist, yep. a minimalist, and yep. uh, yeah. she tends to be the opposite of that. Yeah. Um, so we argue about those types of things, but we yep. never argue about money. So yep. so yep. Um, this the first one. one. <laughs> this, this is exactly one where Nicola would say, "We don't argue about money; we discuss money." <laughs> <laughs> so the, the first the first point that you got here yep. uh, down is values not aligned. So yep. yeah, and tell me what you. What's so your thoughts are there? That's one of those things where, um, and it's probably, uh, I think most people see that in, in a lot of aspects of your life, is that if, you're, if your values are aligned or if you're uh, clear about your values and what's important to you, yeah. it's then a lot easier to, to work out between the two of you what you are gonna focus on, what you are, especially financially. Mm-hmm. We've all got limited resources. There's only so much uh, money that we have to spend now and in the future, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. If there's something that's really important to one member of the couple and, and the other person just doesn't care about it at all, there's automatically going to, and unless you work through that and, and actually diagnose what, what the difference is in your values or in what you put importance mm. on, you, you sort of, you end up having arguments without really knowing what you're arguing about and it becomes a bit of, well, you spent this money on this and you spent money on that. Mm. And so the, the values being aligned thing, the big one that I see um, with that with couples is it's not necessarily that you have to have the same attitude towards money. You, know, you don't have to both um, want to spend money in the same way. It's really just more about um, being able to, to discuss that and get your point across as to what you see as, as a member of that couple, what you see as very important and what you see value in spending money on. Mm. Um, and and as we, uh, you know, if, you, if you've done that, then you're at least then talking about what's important to you. You're not having arguments about things that don't matter, if mm. that makes sense. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think that the, that values is probably another, there's a, an, a heap of different ways that you could, words that you could use to describe that. Uh, another one that I see similar to values is that, I guess what I'd consider your, your time focus. So we've talked about mm. this before where some people are extremely future focused, some people are very uh, present focused. And so again, using myself as an example, I'm an extremely future focused person and sometimes to, to my own detriment that it's hard for me to spend money in the present day and, and just enjoy that and not worry about the future. And that's something where, uh, as I said, Nicola and I would be different. She is much more focused on the present and not as worried about the future. So I have to be aware of the fact that that's a difference between us, otherwise, 
we're just constantly butting heads about me wanting to save more for the future and her wanting to spend money now. Mm. And so it's not necessarily that, you know, in our case, the things that we want to spend money on, we're aligned on that. We both want to travel, we both enjoy that. We're not as focused on um, you know, new, new cars or, or sort of those types of things. So our values are aligned, but it, it's not just about your values. It's also about your, your time focus and what's important to you. So for me, saving for the future and, and getting into a very good financial position is, is probably more important than, um, and, and like I say, sometimes I, I go too far that way, rather than enjoying the present day. But it's really, that's probably, a, a, I guess, a difference in values or a difference in perspective that we need to, to get aligned as to how we actually see the world before we can diagnose that. The pennies just dropped for me. Yeah. In that, um, you know the saying that opposites attracted? Yeah. And people that say that always say it as if it's a really good thing. And I've always wondered, what yeah. is it a good thing? Yeah. But that's exactly right. I was just thinking in your example there. Yeah. So uh, um, if, if you were both the same, oh, I'd you, be, you, I'd you, be you, the biggest <laughs> miserable old commotion in the world. <laughs> if you're both the same yeah. as you, yeah. uh, you, you wouldn't be getting any enjoyment no, now. No, I'd be the um, richest man in the cemetery. That'd and, be and, and you'd both be like that. If you were both the same as Nicola, yeah. then yeah. you wouldn't have two cents to rub together. <laughs> exactly. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's, oh, that's exactly so, right. So like being yeah. at those polar opposites yes. and actually yeah. forcing... Yeah. It's good for her, it's good for you. Yes. Like, yeah. Because you, you yeah. do yeah. Um, meet in the middle there. Yeah. And, and that, that's exactly what I mean. Is It's not to say that you have to agree or that you have to uh, both have the same perspective on, on money or on, on, on the world. It's really just about realising where where you may be different and being, I guess, self-aware enough to know how you, you sort of see the world. Point two. Point so two. the... The next reason is that... You're struggling uh, there with my dodgy handwriting, aren't you? I'm trying to read on a piece of paper. So, so point two is that uh, one member of the couple may feel as though their work or their contribution isn't being respected or yep. valued. Yeah. Um, that's one that I guess we... Most of the time, I think that's probably not as uh, common by the time people come in to see us in their 50s. I think, I think it's probably... I don't know whether this is more of a... Um, I think in younger couples, we used to, I used to see more of this in, in younger couples, but now that we're working strictly with people in their 50s and 60s, most couples have been together for a fair while and they've kind of worked this out and yeah. they have a very clear picture of what they both bring to the table. But it is something that, that, that does pop up and, and the way this is worded is that, I think this is probably more of an issue, is that it's not generally that someone in the couple doesn't respect the other one's contribution. So it's not normally that someone in the couple feels like they're working harder than the other one. It's normally just that someone feels as though their contribution isn't being respected. Because if you, if you actually stopped and said, you know, if you've got a husband and wife and he's working full time and she's taken time off to, to you know, uh, raise the kids, if you ask the husband, do you, you know, value the, that contribution to the family that your wife, they would, you know, unless they're a real piece of work, they're, they're going to say, no, that's, you know, I really respect that and I really value that and I'm glad that she's done that and that would, that's, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do that. It's more just that what you see is that because we're not talking about this and we're not discussing it day to day, it's, it's a, I guess, a bit of a resentment or a feeling that can build up where we, we feel as though that contribution isn't being respected, more so than it, than it necessarily not being respected. There's a... Um one of the points here that we're going to get to 
is result, re, relates to communication. So yep. I think um, uh, without giving it away, yep. uh, even the first two points that we've raised here yep. come come down to communication, don't yep. they? Like, yep. like well, a, lo- right. a lot of the things that yep. um, are yep. in your head and you assume that the other person the knows, other person knows yes. that, that's where we yep. Uh, yep. often have well, have disagreements in, in other yeah. areas. Well, well um, how many times have you had a meeting with someone where there's been the, you know, a couple where one of them earns significantly more than the other and the lower earning couple, member of the couple will say, you know, I feel bad because I'm not, I'm not bringing as much money in as the other person. Yeah. And then the higher earning person always goes, what, what are you talking about? That, that I don't care, like, I'm happy to. Well, well that's, bit, that is, that's actually been us in the last few years. So we have, yeah. um, Richie's just about turned four and yeah. Margot's just yeah. turned two. So yeah. in the last four years, um, yeah. that's been our yeah. relationship. Yeah. Uh, Susie has, yeah. has, uh, hasn't done much teaching work. Yeah. Uh, she's a school teacher. Um, she's done a little bit here and there and then every now and again she'll say oh I feel really bad for spending that money and I'm, I'm yeah. I, and, yeah, and I say what are you talking about yeah, like, that's you, right exactly you're, you're raising two <laughs> yeah. young children yeah. which I used to think would be an easy job <laughs> so however yeah. uh, and this after is- after having <laughs> after having done it because there's there's times that I have to look after them of course on my own yeah and um it is the toughest job. Yeah, I can't wait to get back to work. Like I love, <laughs> I love spending time with my kids. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. uh, uh, it's true. But, and, it's, but it's, you, it's, you're exactly right. It's it's those thoughts that are normally in your head. Like mm. no one, like I say, unless you're a real piece of work, no one's sitting there begrudging their their wife who's staying home with the kids, going, "Oh, she's geez, she's not doing much. She's sitting on the couch watching TV." No. You, you've only got to spend a bit of time. I, I've actually had to talk her out of taking an extra day. So, yeah. so her school um, keeps calling her and saying yeah. Yeah. will you take on yeah. two permanent days and three yeah. permanent days and yeah. and I, I've, I've told her no yeah. no, no knock it back well <laughs> yeah. you can't yeah. you, you've um, yeah. you. we just can't fit it like for yeah. the little bit of extra money at this stage yeah for me it doesn't make yeah. sense yeah. to do that yeah because um, yeah uh, it won't be too long before they're both at school yeah uh, and and then she can yeah you know, do four or five days yeah a, a, a week then or yeah, three or four right. days or whatever she decides to, to yeah. want to work but right now yeah um, it's um, but you, yeah you, you make a good point there that it, it's really about communicating that between the two of yeah. you is that you obviously value her contribution um, you know doing all that work which as we said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do it, and you probably wouldn't be able to do it. Be a full-time stay-at-home father. So, yeah, we really value that from from our respective wives, and it's really just about you have to communicate that, and and from her end, communicating that she's worried about that or doesn't feel as though she she is contributing as much. Mm. Yeah, you're dead right, and that's kind of what I guess most of the time when people come and see us in their fifties, you, you don't normally see as much of that. What I normally see is more around, um, there'll be, th- there's something that tends to happen with um, the, particularly where if, if a man has been, if, a, if, a, if the husband has been working full time all his life and, and the wife has sort of gone back to work after the kids have, uh, have, have left home and were, are at school, a lot of the time, I don't know why, but the, the husband in that situation will say, you know, I, I don't care how long I work for, I just want my wife to be able to retire. Which, mm. which is admirable, but it's again one where normally then when you when you actually talk to when you talk to her about it, she's going, I, I'm, I don't care, I'm the, enjoying the, work. I don't, that's, I'm not that worried. It, that's right. I mean, the, the 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 you ask the lady in that situation, yeah. and I, what I've heard in the past is, 
No, I really value like yeah, um, yeah. having my own money. Number yeah, one, that's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. and um, number number two is uh, the social aspect mm. of actually working. So yeah. yeah, I think that's just normal. That's just a male insecurity thing. I think from being <laughs> having to be the yeah. breadwinner or yeah, or, yeah. or, or uh, and, and like I say again, it's an admirable thing because it's yeah. it's it's a bit of um, yeah, not so much martyrdom, but but. Uh, blokes, particularly blokes, we see mainly putting their hand up and going, I'm happy to work however long I want my wife to be able to stop work whenever she wants. Mm. But again, then normally not having that conversation between the two of them, it's just a thought that he's got in his head yeah. and it's only when that comes out that she goes, well, I'm, I'm happy to be working and, and financially contributing and have my own money and not feel as though I'm not contributing in that way. So, yes. Yeah, you're dead right. I think the main thing with that um, you know, work or contribution or, or whatever it is there is that it's about the communication of that and, and the feeling of making sure that you're both um, on the same page with what what is what you both want to be doing uh, and what you both what you, I guess what you expect from each other. The, uh, the third reason that couples argue over money uh, different levels of financial literacy is yeah. what you have on yep. that. I think this is one that we uh, you see a fair bit is that in, in any household, not just when it comes to money, but everyone sort of takes a role. If that may, and it's the same in a business, you know what I mean? There's different things that, uh, that in, in our business that you're focused on and that you are sort of the, the go-to person for that and there's other things that I'm the go-to person for. Usually in a couple you find that one member of that couple has kind of been in charge of the money or has been, has been that, uh, that person making those financial decisions. Mm. And so, and some of that comes from they may have a greater aptitude for it or a greater interest in it, and that's sort of why they've got handed the reins in that way. Or it may just be that they were the one who had the time to handle it. Mm. But what you've found, especially when people are in their, in their 50s and coming to see us, is that usually one member of the couple has been in charge of the money or has been the person looking at it mainly for, for you know, 30 years now. And so obviously, if you spend 30, time, 30 years thinking about something or looking at something or learning about it, you're going to have a far greater level of, of financial literacy than, than the member of the couple who hasn't necessarily been doing that. And, and that's kind of where we see it as, you, as you're in your 50s and moving towards retirement. Some of the, some of the strategies that we, that we are talking about with people, they're not necessarily, they're no more complex than they need to be. Mm. And what, you, what we do tend to find is one member of the couple will kind of understand, we're trying to break this down as simple as possible. One member of the couple will generally go, yep, that makes perfect sense within five minutes. And it may be that the, the person who isn't um, usually in charge of that, it takes them uh, a while longer to, to pick it up just because they don't have the same level of financial mm. literacy. And so that's, that's one where it's, it's almost easier when we're in the room because we can sit there and, and look at the, the two members of a couple and go, okay, that person understands that this one doesn't quite yet. I've got to explain it in a different way or I've got to give them more time or a different example or something like that. But it's what we do for a job. So it's pretty easy for us to actually see is the other person understanding this or not? Whereas what you see is more couples where they argue between themselves is that, like you said before, someone understands something in their own head and it's really hard for human beings if we know something in our own head we can't understand that we can't understand that the other person doesn't understand it yeah and so they get they get frustrated or they think that the other person's being obtuse or being difficult when really they just don't they don't quite understand or they haven't had the time to process it yet mm. as to as to how that all, all works mm. 
Uh, the fourth reason that couples argue over money, lack of clear communication. Yeah, so I think this probably, this probably should have gone last and been the overarching theme here, but I think it ties into all these different points, which is that I guess there's two, two parts, there's clear communication, is that mm. number one, we just don't talk about it. Mm. You know, as, as a couple, you know what it's like, where you, you're not sitting there um, you know, at 5.30 in the afternoon after you get home from work and after you're trying to organise kids and all the rest of it or whatever you, you do, and then sit there and go, hey, let's talk about our superannuation contributions or let's talk yes. about our money. Or It's normally the last thing that you feel like doing. It, it is. Um, and, and I, I mean, I made the point before that my wife Susie is happy to outsource all of that and she trusts me. Mm. Um, but the it's it's been really good like when we've put the kids to bed yeah we've um cracked a bottle of wine and yep. sat down and and actually wouldn't matter what we're talking about probably yeah. but yeah. it was the process <laughs> of actually doing that yeah but um i'd explain to her you know yep. what what you know what our plans were for yep. money wise for yep. the next year or the yep. next two years the next five years yep. um so uh uh, I was happy with that. She was happy with that. So yeah. It, it, yeah. it is a good process to, yeah. to go through. And that, that's, I think, the, the first step of that is just having communication in, in any way, shape mm. or form, which most people don't tend to do. And like I say, we are, even though we're financial planners, you really have to try and carve the time out to talk about this with your spouse. And it mm. doesn't, it's not the first thing that pops up when you, no. when, you have a, when you have a spare minute together. It's not the most, not the most romantic thing to talk yeah. about while you've, <laughs> when you've got some time alone. But uh, the second part of it is, I think, like you said, you touched on there, is that when yourself and Susie sit down and talk about these things, this is what you do for a job, is talk about money. So mm. it's obviously very easy for you to clearly articulate the, the plan and the strategy behind, or the reasoning behind why you're doing what you're doing, all those kinds of things. What, what we find a lot with couples is that, particularly as we said, when someone's got a different level of financial literacy, someone might, underst someone might understand a concept or a or a strategy or something that they want to do financially, but they probably, they, they may not be able to clearly articulate that. And they might not be able to articulate that in a way that the other person can understand. And mm. so it's, I guess, both parts of that is trying to, trying to carve out the time to actually communicate between, between you, but also trying to communicate in a way that makes it as easy as possible for the other person to understand. And that's, as you said before, that's been a, a big one where we we see that a lot of couples. That's a valuable part of the of our process with with them is that you you you're without meaning to, without trying to dig into all these you know uh, things, you're raising issues that they might may not have just ever thought about before. And then when those things pop up, you can actually explain that probably a bit clearer and a bit simpler for the for the other. Yeah, look, I, th I think it's 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 a fantastic thing. You know, if someone sits down with you and says look from my um my beliefs are this and yeah and, you know, you know, if you were to say okay well why i'm worried about putting money away for the future is for yeah. you know so so we're secure in the future and if there's yeah you know if anything happens yeah. um we've got money there that we can fall back on and so yeah. forth it's very hard to argue with that yeah that's right <laughs> and, 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 yeah. and um yeah, yeah. Uh, again if nicholas saying well you know i i i like to feel that we yeah, enjoy can do ourselves this, now. This and this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's hard to argue with that as That's well. Right. It's, yeah. it's all yeah. about yes. fitting that around. Yeah. Um, like, like, like we always say, the balance of life is the answer. Yes. It's not extremes in any That's direction. Right. Yep. So yeah. um, the communication, it, without the communication, yeah, you you can 
you can um, quite easily and quickly be going, well, why are they like that? Yeah, you that's know? right. <laughs> well, yeah. And that's, I guess, the point is, is that you think about, for most people, you, 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 married, you married them for a reason. You know mm. what I mean? You obviously love them. You, you want to be with them and spending time with them. Mm. Something about when it comes to, to money or these topics where you argue, they're probably not a monster. Like the reason no, they no. want the reason they want to do what they want to do is normally not because you know I'm I'm a terrible human being. It's probably just that there's some uh, unmet need or there's some desire that they have for something that they can't clearly articulate or they can't explain why they want what they want. And yes. So it it is really uh, a valuable part. What we see is is through our through the process of meeting with us. Uh, initially, but then even on an ongoing basis, as we said before, we meet with all our clients on a six monthly basis. That can be a valuable thing more as a, you know, for a lot of people, once the strategies are all in place and set up, it, it's, it can almost be a bit of a check-in pseudo marriage counselling type mm-hmm. session where you're, you're discussing these things and what's important to different people and why and getting them to articulate in a, in a sort of dispassionate way why they, feel, why they think what they think and why they want to do the things they want to do without it being them arguing amongst themselves. Mm. You're kind of almost facilitating that communication without it, without any skin in the game because as you, as we said, it doesn't, it's not, whether you choose to go on that holiday now or in 10 years time, we're not going to go on the holiday with you. So we don't, we don't care whether you do it, which one you do. It's just about communicating why you want to do what you want to do. Mm. And recognizing that this isn't necessarily an exhaustive list, Uh, The fifth and final reason that couples argue over money, different decision-making processes. Yeah, so this is probably um, ties ties into the the lack of the clear communication. For most couples, they don't talk about money. And then when they do talk about money, one of them will, one person in the couple tends to make decisions in a much more, uh, I guess, uh, instinctive or uh, quicker, whatever you want to use. They're ready to make a decision straight away, whereas the other person in the couple may not be ready to make a decision in that way, or they may need more time, or they might need to think about this in a different way, or whatever it is. It sort of um, tends to be one of those things where this is one that we see the the best, as we say, the best financial planning is, is, is there's no value to it at all without financial doing. And so you can have a couple that talk about money and they carve out the time to talk about it and they very clearly you know, articulate their point, do all those things right. Now, if, they don't, if they aren't aware of the way that they, that they each want to be able to make those decisions and how they, like to, how they like to make those decisions, what you find is they end up getting to the end point and someone's pushing the other one to make a decision or to do something a certain way or to, and then they end up having a blow up about it and nothing ever gets done. Yep. And so that's, I guess, the last thing that the, the last point or one to be aware of is that once you've, once you've worked through that list and you, you get to that final point, a lot of the time, and, and you know, we see this with couples who come and see us, it's in some cases you might talk about all these different things and then say, and, and we can sort of tell what we see because we're fairly experienced with this, is that one member of the couple will be pushing to make a decision right there on the spot and go, well, we should do it this way or we should make this decision, we should do that. And a lot of the time, it's kind of our job to go. Well, if if we can sort of tell that the other person isn't isn't quite sure or doesn't know how they want to do it or, or what they what they think about that yet or what they're really you know the goal they're trying to work towards, sometimes it's our role to go. Let's we'll just stop and 
you guys go and think about this for a week and then we'll, we'll meet again in two weeks' time and talk about it. And what you find is then we've given that other person a bit of space to be able to make that decision in the way that suits them best so they yeah. don't feel like they're being railroaded into something or that they feel like they're being rushed into making a decision that, they, that that's not how they normally make a decision. Yeah, that's a good point because um, I, I, I do see that quite a bit as yeah. well. And, and most of the time they... they they are happy to go with what's being recommended. Yeah, yeah. It's just that they need that that time. Yeah. The decision making process is to to be able to sit on it for yeah, a little while right. and to yeah. to let um, to yeah. let that percolate. Yeah, yeah that's right. As, as you say, most of the time, especially with my recommendation that I'm making, it's normally right because I'm the best financial <laughs> planner in Australia. But, <laughs> but I think amongst couples, this is this is one where it's almost easier if, if we're making a recommendation of you should do this because for most people that's what they're paying us for it's our advice yeah. where, where it gets really tricky is when you go you know if there's something where it doesn't there's no right or wrong answer how much money do you think you'll need in retirement for example mm. there's no right or wrong answer and one member of the couple will pick a number and go right that's it that's what we're going to work towards and the mm. other ones you know, well, I just need to think about it and mull it over a bit and think about what I actually want my life to look like in retirement so you kind of have to you have to you know almost stop the 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 quick decision maker in that in that couple from from railroading the other one in and just saying just give them give them the the time and space to work through that decision in mm. their own and, and I guess respect that process that they go through to to come to that because without both of you without both members of the couple really feeling like they own that decision and that they have made that decision of their own accord mm. you're just never going to see any any sort of commitment to to a plan over over long term which as we've said before is where all your results happen so mm. it's it's very easy to sort of uh, convince someone in that moment this is what we should do and and sort of railroad them into that without them really feeling as though they've made that decision but when it gets a bit hard uh, you know it, it's it's going to then be that that person's going to throw their hands up and go well i didn't really want to do this anyway and yes and, and you sort of decided it so i think that's a key part is that as you work through all these is that coming up with a, a part of that clear communication is is then allowing that time for for both members of the couple to really feel like a part of the plan and to really feel mm. responsible and accountable for their their part or their contribution into that mm. So wrapping up, um, yeah. As as I say, there's a really well worded reasons that couples argue <laughs> over money. As you said, there's probably a million, you know, there's there's a million and one other reasons that couples argue over money. But I think if you if you thought about, as we see most of the time, when people when people are arguing, when couples are arguing over money, they don't normally come in and say we argue about money because our values aren't aligned. No. They go, she wants to, you know redo the kitchen and I want to buy a boat and, I'm, <laughs> and I've got sads about that you yeah. know, that's not it's not about the boat it's not about the kitchen yeah. or you know she wants to retire earlier and travel around and I want to work whatever it is it's normally yeah. not the argument that you're having is normally not about the thing that you're arguing no. about it, it stems back to one of these kind of root causes if that makes sense so. yeah look I, I think um, certainly talking about it is the first step yeah if I yeah. Um, uh, Look, it even it would even pay to to write things down on a piece of paper yeah. as well, so yeah. you have it as yeah. a record of what you discuss. Which seems seems silly, yeah. but yeah. Um, we we talk about this all the time. Yeah. Uh, if you are making a decision that you feel, and, and you may only feel this internally, the other yeah. person may think you've yeah. had the yeah. time to make that decision. Yeah. 
dual feeling a little bit yeah. um, pressured yeah. to make that decision. Yeah. Um, and you make that decision, and then later on you can you yeah. can say, well, no, I didn't do that. I didn't yeah. say that. Like, <laughs> yeah, like so if you have yeah. it all written down. That's right. Yeah. Um, and that, that would be a good idea as well. I think that's right. Even as a, I, I think couples discussing money is, and I'm going to go on one of my tangents here that you're going to give me a funny face, but I feel like talking about money with your spouse is a bit like me when I go and train. Um, is it normally? I don't train, and then when I go and train, I train until I actually injure myself. Yeah. And I feel like, so couples don't talk about money, and then when they do talk about money, they want to solve all the problems of the world in, in half an hour, yes. and they, they discuss it and discuss it and discuss it until they have a fight about it. Yes. And, then, and the natural end point is, well, we're going we dis- to end this by fighting about it. It's, yes. it's a bit like kids playing. Yeah. Like kids play together until one of them hurts the other, and then they cry. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's, yeah. And uh, that's, that's like you saying, carving out that time or making it a, a process where you, you, know, you might discuss it for half an hour and then go, this is, I think you know, we've reached a point where we've both said our piece, let's, let's pause this for a week, or let's mm. pause this, and it's hard to do in that moment because everyone's always, you want to get the last word or you, yeah, we've got right. the next thing that you want to say. So that's a, a big part of it for me is that I think it would be, and like, like you've said before, uh, having a meeting with with a financial advisor for a lot of people is probably great for that just because there is some structure to that like we wouldn't just let people argue for three years about money in, in our meeting room we'd be kicking them out so there is an there is an end point in sight so people can say what's on their chest they can say to their spouse what they think yeah. and then they move on and go and talk about something else and then mm. come back to it once they've had time to work through it yes. so that's a, I guess the thing is that I'd say Make the time, but but don't you really don't want it to be a one-off thing? You want it to be a, a, a pick a time, pick a pick a good calm time that you can actually discuss this, and then yeah. talk about it for a little bit, and then put it on hold, and mm. then come back to it when you when you're again both calm and ready to talk about it. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over Fifty podcast with Lighthouse Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.